Some football podcasts can be boring, using advanced language and just all around not being fun. My mission as a 13-year-old Jets fan is to make fun and articulate podcasts great for Jets fans of all ages. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Teen Jets podcast. So the first thing that you guys are probably wondering, where have I been? So, I wasn't able to really record any podcasts since December, for those of you keeping track. And the reason why, because I was planning to, and I really wanted to, but I had to, like, switch where I was recording my podcast. There were technical difficulties and stuff. So I just figured, why not just record it from inside my closet? Because that's fun. (laughs) But, yeah, so I'm recording this in late April. In fact... The day of the final day of the draft. And so the Jets have had some good picks, some bad picks. Mostly good picks, but... I'm kind of upset with a few of their picks. But I'm really happy with most of their picks, and I'm going to talk about that. So, just a kind of PSA, almost public service announcement. I... I'm going to be recording a few more podcasts over the next few months, but I'm going to stop, I think, when the school year starts up again, because I'm going to try working really hard in high school to get the best grades I can get so that I can get into a good college, and that all starts with having a lot of time after school to study. But anyways, uh, just another quick PSA. This one's very unnecessary, but I'm just improvising everything I'm saying right now. I don't have any index cards with me right now, and I didn't make a script. I just decided to see if I could record another podcast because, oh yeah, so part of the reason why I wasn't able to record at all was that my account just deleted, and I managed to get it back, but yeah. But I haven't recorded in a while, so yeah, this is probably going to sound... Very bad, very similar to my first ever podcast where I was just confused and I had no clue what I was doing. Because that's kind of me again. I just completely forgot how to, how this all works and stuff. So, I don't know. But, yeah, that's the end of the PSAs. And so now I'm going to talk about free agency. Joe Douglas's first free agency did not disappoint. I mean, some fans didn't like it because he didn't sign... Jadeveon Clowney, who I don't think has been signed by anyone yet, or, like, any big names, really. He didn't spend very much money, and most of the deals were one-year deals, which I think is an interesting strategy, but it could backfire a lot, because if, like, Brian Poole has, like, ten interceptions next year or something crazy... He's going to want a lot more money than if the Jets just signed him to a two- or three-year deal. So, yeah, interesting strategy. But then again, they won't have contracts like Tremaine Johnson's, where it was way too much money to one player who didn't really deserve all the money and ended up becoming a free agency bust. Because Joe Douglas's free agency moves were all kind of quieter. Like, Connor McGovern was a three-year deal, not very much money. Same thing with Greg Van Roten. Alex Lewis, I think, was a one-year deal. Uh, 
George Fant was a three-year, $30 million deal. I did not like that signing. But I guess he's going to be our right tackle. Uh, and, yeah, I'm going to talk about our new left tackle later. I am very happy about that. But that was a draft pick, and I'm only talking about free agency right now. I will talk about the draft very soon. But, so, more free agency stuff that's happened. So, the offensive line is good for the next three years, maybe. It's, honestly, if they can just keep everybody around for the next few years, it's going to be a really solid offensive line. It won't be great, but it won't be terrible. And the key word there is won't be terrible. So I guess that's three words, because the Jets had probably the worst offensive line in the league last year. And yeah, it's not as important as the quarterback position, but it's close for sure. It's definitely an underrated five positions, because they keep the quarterback upright. Luke Falk was getting sacked like 10 times a game last year. That actually happened against the Eagles, where he got sacked 10 times. Le'Veon Bell had a terrible year. Why? Because there were no run blockers. But fortunately, our new left tackle is an amazing run blocker. I will get to that later. I'm trying so hard not to say everything I think about their new left tackle. But anyways, every other position that they addressed in free agency. Wide receiver, they brought in Rashard Perriman and Josh Dotson. A number four and number five receiver, I guess. Assuming that Quincy Nunes stays healthy. And, yeah, this wide receiver room is getting very crowded very fast. Crowded? Crowder? Ha, ha, ha. Good joke, good joke. Anyways, uh, tight end Ryan Griffin and Chris Herndon are both returning. So, yeah, Sam Darnold's going to have some good uh, receiving options, including their second-round pick, who really should have been a first-round pick but fell really far who's probably going to be their number one receiver for the next five years or so, maybe longer, probably longer. I'm not going to give away who that is, though, until later. On defense, they got Pierre Desir. They re-signed a bunch of their inside linebackers. Neville Hewitt, who was actually interviewed before on this podcast, that was crazy. So, yeah, thank you, Neville Hewitt, for that awesome interview. Uh, we also re-signed James Burgess Jr., the middle linebacker who ended up leading the team in tackles this year. He's a very good backup. That's really the only way to describe him, a very good backup. Uh, as a starter, I don't know, but he's going to be their fifth or sixth linebacker, so no need to worry about that. And... Yeah, I can't really think of any more notable free agent signings other than Pierre Desir. Uh, They brought back Brian Poole, and they almost got a new special team star in Marquis Christian, but nope. And now for the NFL draft reaction. So with their... First round pick, 11 overall, the Jets drafted Mekhi Becton. I'm surprised at how much people aren't liking this pick and how people are loving the Andrew Thomas pick so much for the Giants. Because if I'm mistaken, 
if I'm not mistaken, I believe that everybody was saying that the Jets should pass on Andrew Thomas, and he isn't as good as the other three offensive tackles. Tristan Wirfs, who fell really far to the Buccaneers, who traded up to get him at number 13. Uh, Jedrick Wills, the Browns' new right tackle. Wait, what's going to happen with him? Because they have Jack Conklin already to play right tackle. I don't know. That's going to be interesting to see. And also, the Jets' new left tackle of the future, the next Debrickashaw Ferguson, the next blindside protector for Sam Darnold. Mekhi Becton, who I thought was the best offensive tackle in the draft, but a lot of people are kind of like, no, they would have been better off with Andrew Thomas, which just confuses me. But anyways, I think he's the best run blocker in this entire draft, and I think, well, he's 6'7", 370 pounds, I believe, so he is more than big enough to dominate at the NFL level. Only thing is, though, can they coach him up to be a little bit better with, like, his technique and stuff? Can they get him to be a slightly better pass blocker? If they can, he will be an amazing pick. With their second-round pick, they got Denzel Mims. I was so mad when they traded down because they had a perfect chance to get Denzel Mims. And they ended up getting an extra first-round pick to basically be like, no. Well, no, they got two fourth-round picks because they traded that to the Patriots for two-fourths. I don't know why. But, yeah, they ended up getting two fourth-round picks in a sixth next year to basically be like, uh, no, we're going to take, uh, not Mekhi Becton, uh, Denzel Mims, 11 picks later, and we're going to save, like, $10,000 probably because of that in the rookie deal stuff. So, yeah, he's probably going to be their number one receiver next year. I feel like you can't really count Jamison Crowder because he's a slot receiver. He plays on the inside. He's completely different than Denzel Mims. They might as well be playing different positions because Jamison Crowder is like 5'8", and Denzel Mims is 6'2", 6'3". He's really big. And, well, he's tall. He isn't... Uh oh yeah, he's similar to Robbie Anderson because he's tall, but he's very thin. He's he might have fumble issues the way Robbie Anderson did, but I think he's gonna overall be better than Robbie Anderson, and he's going to reach a thousand yards. Here's my prediction: in his second season, he will reach a thousand yards. So yeah, if that can happen, that's a great pick there in the second round. And then the rest of their picks were decent. Uh, I liked their first pick in the third round. Ashton Davis, the safety from Cal. Uh, He can be a really good safety. I think they're drafting him to be Marcus May's replacement. I think they're going to trade Marcus May at the NFL trade deadline next year if there's a season. Uh, I'm not going to get into the politics of all that because I don't think you guys want to hear that. (laughs) But, yeah, I think he's going to be a really good replacement for Marcus May, which kind of stinks because, like, I kind of liked Marcus May. And, like, I thought he was a pretty good, uh, not cornerback, sorry, safety. But, I mean, Ashton Davis is really good. He also plays corner, so they might play him at corner a lot this year. 
I believe he was also a punt returner in college, so maybe he could be a punt returner, and then that would mean the end for Braxton Berrios. And they have a very crowded wide receiver room, as I said before, I believe. So, yeah, I it wouldn't be the end of the world if they ended up cutting uh, Braxton Berrios now because they have his replacement... Ashton Davis at punt returner, and he was the backup slot receiver. Very interchangeable there. Uh, and, yeah, his only real value is special teams. But I still thought he was a pretty good punt returner. I think he was, like, a top-10 punt returner, a very underrated punt returner as well. Also, I liked uh, the Jets' fifth-round pick, Bryce Hall, the cornerback from Virginia. Interesting pick, uh, well, not interesting, the obvious pick, uh, I thought he was going to be a third round pick, I did not think he was going to fall all the way down to the fifth round, so that was an amazing pick there, uh, the way that I thought that the Mekhi Becton pick was amazing, the way I thought that Denzel Mims was an amazing pick, the way I thought that Ashton Davis was an amazing pick, uh, I didn't like any of their fourth round picks really, especially since Tyler Biadaz was available, Although, I thought that LaMichael P. Ryan was a solid pick, but I did not like them drafting Cameron Clark or whatever his name is. I don't remember because this was like three hours before I'm recording this and I didn't do enough research on him. And James Morgan, the Florida International University quarterback. Oh, man. I think they could have gotten him in the seventh round or something. Plus, Jake Fromm was still available. Plus, Tyler Biadaz was still available, so they could have gotten a starting center in order to move Connor McGovern back to guard, where he normally plays. But, yeah, that's enough about what I think, because Joe Douglas knows it a lot more about the NFL draft than I know. So, yeah, I think it was a very good draft. I'd give the draft in total, like, a B plus. Very good. Uh, Also, I forgot about this part. I was going to say this like 10 seconds ago. They got a punter in the sixth round. Which is a very weird move to draft a punter. A lot of the time they're undrafted free agents. But we, we've like seen over the past few years that special teams players are really important. And everyone's just been underrating them this entire time. Uh, his name is Braden Mann with two N's. M-A-N-N, not man-like, M-A-N, masculine, adult, (laughs) but yeah, so he should be a really good punter, and he will most likely be the punter heading into the season. Also, also, they traded away their final pick, the sixth round pick that they got from the Chiefs, to the Colts in order to get Quincy Wilson. That is their third cornerback on uh, on the roster who was a Colt uh, at some point in the last two years. I believe they were all teammates too. Pierre Desir, Quincy Wilson, and Nate Hairston. Nate Hairston has not worked out with the Jets so far, but I'm hoping that he can do well next year. And yeah... They still have Arthur Millett, though, who's a really good cornerback, number four. Sixth-round pick out of Rutgers. So, yeah, he's struggled with injuries in college, 
but he looked really good uh, in the NFL, and I think he could be a really good player. That will probably do it for this podcast. I don't know when my next one will be out, but yeah, have a good day, everybody. Stay safe. Goodbye. What? You're still listening? Nice. Good job. So, if you haven't already, you have to subscribe to my Apple Podcast account uh, and then leave a review and rate out of five stars what you think of my podcast. And be honest, I want to hear what you actually think so that I can know what I need to improve and what I don't. So, without further ado, goodbye. This is the actual end. The rest is just like an ad.